Sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 57 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We've got some exciting things to get into today, as well as, of course, your weekly dose of common sense. Uh, but first, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com slash Go Tell It To The Wall. That's right, Facebook.com slash Go Tell It To The Wall. Make sure you follow our official Facebook page. You're going to find all kinds of cool content on there. And, of course, our YouTube channel where you'll find all of these videos. If you're not watching the actual video feed right now, you're just listening and you do want to see my, my lovely purple hair. Uh, you can do that on YouTube, also on Facebook, but if you're a YouTube user and don't like Facebook, you got it on YouTube. It's all right there along with all of our other playlists. Uh, YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Pretty easy to remember. Just remember the name of the podcast, which is go tell it to the wall. Uh, you don't even need to remember the Common Sense Sundays part because it's all under the go tell it to the wall umbrella. Uh, this one, though, you do need to actually remember something different, and that would be my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, at S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, SoCalSean, right there on Instagram. Uh, you're going to find not only Go Tell to the Wall content, but some of my own personal content, uh, cute pictures of, of my kid, uh, but of course also pictures from, from shows and concerts and all kinds of other great things. So make sure, if you're an Instagram user, that you, you follow me on the Instagram. I usually follow back unless you're like, a spammer, you know, or one of these, and, and nothing against it, but if you're one of these, like, you know, pornography type accounts, I don't usually follow those back. I've been getting those requests a lot lately, and I I think people are just blanketing, and they go to request everyone, and they try to send me messages, and I'm like, I am not interested in your videos. Do you? Not for me particularly, uh, so you're just kind of barking up the wrong tree with that, but for the most part, if, if you're a follower of the podcast, I will go ahead and follow you back, uh, you know, as long as you're not doing weird things on the Instagram. You know, if you want to do weird things, that's fine. It's just I don't need to see weird things in, in my Instagram feed. Uh, you know, I got enough, I got enough weird stuff on there from people that I know personally, so I don't really need random weird stuff on there. Uh, and of course, uh, most importantly, and all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanOrourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanOrourkeLive.com. That is your official website for everything. Go tell it to the wall, Common Sense Sundays. Go tell it to the brewery uh, and Sean O'Rourke Live. Me, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, so make sure you, you bookmark that, and you're going to find links to, to all those social platforms that I just mentioned, uh, as well as links to our Patreon campaign. Helps out financially if you have the means to do so and you want to. Uh, and our merch website. Go ahead and get yourself some some common sense, go tell it to the wall merch. All kinds of great stuff up there. Uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, whatever else is there. There's all kinds of stuff up there. It just gets Stuff just gets thrown up there. It's like, I think we have dish towels. I, if you need some common sense dish towels... Uh, make sure you head over to the merch website, and you you can actually pick them up there. Everyone needs dish towels, right? They may as well be they may as well be cool. Uh, that being said, I don't have any of the dish towels in my house. We have all kinds of weird decorative dish towels. Uh, now that I'm getting tangented, <laughs> we we have seasonal dish towels in my house. So like now now that Halloween is approaching in fall, we we bust out the Halloween dish towels and they like hang on on the stove. I'm I'm very domesticated like that. Uh, a little bit of a homemaker, I guess. Not not a very good one, but a little bit of a homemaker. Uh, so make sure you're checking out our merch site as well. You may notice a little bit, and I, I know I've I've said this lately, and it's because we're getting back to shows. But you may notice that my my voice is a little more raspy than usual. Uh, I'm still recovering a little bit from yesterday's event, uh, which was Bruce Gaska, and uh, get into more of that later. I will say I am I am deaf, and I've been I, I've been done with it for a little while, but now I'm absolutely done with it. We have had some some extreme heat here in Southern California. Now, those of you in certain other states, it may not be that extreme. I, you know, I have friends in Arizona. Yes, I realize it's like 110 in Arizona at times. We we hit 110 and everyone just stays inside in air conditioning. But it's been in the 90s, and uh, it, it's difficult to function <laughs> like outside in the sun. And I'm absolutely done with the heat. I've been been staring at my hoodies in the closet, and uh, and and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for you to come out. My flannels. I'm like, okay, soon. Soon the weather will be cold enough again, and the hoodies and flannels can come out. Uh, I actually brought a, a hoodie to Bruce Gosky yesterday, uh, 
that was a waste of, of, of carrying, I guess. Had my good old clear backpack, uh, my hoodie, and then my sis Laura's hoodie in there as well. Did not need them. Even when the sun went down, I was like, yo, I always, I'm overprepared in those kind of ways. Had one, didn't need it. I don't know why I was carrying it around in the backpack. Luckily, I had the backpack, so I wasn't like carrying it with my hands. But uh, no need for that. It was extremely hot, uh, especially down there in Orange County and just being out in the sun all all day. You might notice if you're watching the video, I've got I've gotten a little bit of color. I got some on my on the road trip we took and it was fading a little bit, but now a little bit more tan come back. And in fact, I was uh, was getting out of the shower earlier and I looked and I was like, oh, yep, nope, there's the, there's the farmer tan from, from wearing a t-shirt all day in the sun. But that's just how it is. All right, moving along. And we're going to get into more uh, Bruce Goska stuff later on in entertainment news give you give you a little bit of my recap and uh, and everything else and and photos will be coming from that uh, I just haven't had a time to had the time to sort through all of them today uh, because I've been marred in in show prep I finger quote that because you know I always make it sound like I do this insane amount of pr I don't I don't I kind of take notes throughout the week and then uh, throw it all together on a Sunday morning but uh, don't 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 get you know, don't, don't I don't want to make it sound like I do all this immense prep. It's really just me yelling at a wall, as as all of you should know. All right, moving on to some digital trends here. Uh, the NFL season has begun. It began on Thursday. I know we don't have a lot of sports fans that listen to the podcast, but I always always bring up certain things. Uh, if, and here's the, even if you're not a sports fan, you're probably aware that the NFL season has started. It is uh, it is has inundated all of the social platforms, and that's why I put it here into Digital Trends, because if you go on Twitter right now, and I know mine's a little more shifted that way, but I think it happens for everybody, because everything trending on Twitter once the NFL season starts is is football stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I enjoy watching sports. I don't care enough to get all in-depth and, and go out there and tweet, you know, things like, ah, what's going on? It's like, no. I will, and I'm getting less and less. Less and less myself. Uh, I'm fatigued on football because all of Twitter, all of Facebook, football this, football that. It's like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'll I'll watch it if I'm sitting down and and I want something mi honestly mindless uh, to watch on television. I I enjoy a football game. It's it's too much. It it like overtakes our society here in the United States uh, and even in other countries where there are football fans. Uh, and I'm talking about American football, not football or, or soccer, like it's called around the rest of the world. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, the concussion-inducing stuff that, that we have here in America. And I mean, European, there's European football, I guess. Uh, but that's not the... What, what I mean is, we just we all become, like, obsessed with it. And it's people that are not even big sports fans in general. Uh, they, there's a lot of those that are NFL fans, because it's kind of easy to follow. And it's like all... And you see these memes like, oh, my, you know, I got... I'm going to be spending the next you know, four months or whatever, it's like, no, you don't, you don't have to, it doesn't have to overtake your life, uh, so maybe we can calm down a little bit on that, but it just, it infiltrates everything, <laughs> and I, I'm fatigued on it myself, if, if, if you're one of those people that, you know, does NFL Sunday ticket and watches, do you, but I, like, I need some other entertainment during the fall, it can't just all be NFL football, but, uh, but if you're not aware that the NFL season has started, it has started, and I will say, uh, fantasy football. <laughs> I I get roped into this every year uh, with a group of friends, and I play this fantasy football. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. You're, you're not missing out. Uh, I don't have enough patience or time to, to like get into... I, the other day, I totally forgot the NFL season was starting, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. And I go to look, and I was like, oh, I should have updated my lineup. Or, no, I so fatigued on it. I keep trying to get out. I'm like, guys, I don't really pay attention. They're like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'm... Can I, can I not do this like every year? But it is what it is. I'll like limp through the season and probably come in last place as usual. Uh, but you know, again, play your fantasy football if you like it. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. It's my show. So I can sit here and say, I'm over fantasy. F I never really was under it, I guess. I just, it's there and I'm kind of forced to play it. All right, more stuff trending on the digital platforms outside of football and the NFL and college football and other ridiculous things. Uh, this one also ridiculous. We love Trump. That's currently trending on Twitter right now. And I was a little blown away by this because this was just trending today. And I was like, why is this trending? Do a little research. And apparently, 
uh, there was a, a chant of We Love Trump that broke out at a boxing match last night. I don't want to get into the semantics of a boxing match featuring a 58-year-old man uh, who probably shouldn't be boxing. Like, you know, I shouldn't be boxing, and I'm not even 40 yet. But but yeah, no, let's put a 58-year-old man in the boxing ring and, and charge money for it. Uh, but apparently Trump was doing some stuff. I don't care enough to know exactly what he's doing, but the crowd broke out into a chant of, We love Trump, and I think there was like a Trump flag unfurled somewhere in the, the arena or wherever they're having this boxing match. It's really funny because everyone's tweeting it like, oh, look at this. Everyone still loves it. It's like, yeah, we all know that people love Trump. They're like, oh, such a big crowd. Look closely at the video. I actually, I watched it with no sound, so it helped. Uh, but you could see it, it wasn't even half of the people in there chanting, we love Trump. And we're talking about the demographic of people that go to watch a 58-year-old man uh, in a boxing match kind of get his ass kicked. If you guys know who Evander Holyfield is, I, I believe that's who was boxing. I don't care enough to really... But it, it was not even half of the people. You could actually see the people like with their arms crossed kind of disgusted that this chant is breaking out at a sporting event they're, they're, they're attending. Uh, so let's calm down a little bit on that. We all know that people do love Trump still, despite all the ridiculous things he's done, but calm it down. It's not like all of America is at this boxing match making chants. And in fact, if you... Go down the rabbit hole of Twitter, you'll see that a lot of people <laughs> flipped it, you know, and it's definitely not all Trump fans out there. All right, this one I don't get. It's been trending for like a week on all the socials, uh, and if you're not familiar with it, if you're a little older like me, and again, I'm not even that old, you know, and even if you are, it's fine, but there was a show called Blue's Clues. Now, I was aware of the show, um... I'm sure somebody's kid must have been watching it in the early 2000s or whatever. I was aware of the show, uh, but not really familiar with it. I know there was an animated dog and there was a dude, you know, never. I was just too old for it. Well, apparently this dude, Steve, I believe his name's Steve, uh, put out a video over the past week at some point uh, talking to all of his former fans, which I, I get it. You know, now they might be approaching 20. Because I think this show was early 2000s when it started. Uh, But everyone lost their minds. People were genuinely crying because this guy, Steve, uh, put out a nice video talking about how he never forgot them. Or something like that. Uh, But really, all this did for me was make me feel old. Because I was like, great. Kids that were young watching this are now adults and they're crying. Uh, on social media, and there's nothing wrong if if you were touched by this nice message, but for me personally, I I just felt old, and it's all over the socials, and everyone's like beating it to death, they're gonna be like, oh, let's put a hat on the, like, do all the things that that we do, and make memes out of everything, like, Jesus, beating it to death, Uh, but I, I gotta say, for that to have some kind of effect on me, I'm gonna need one of the fraggles to, like, come out and give me a message, maybe Lion-O from Thundercats, you know? Even one of the damn Ninja Turtles. Now, they're still around. They were very popular uh, when I was a kid in the, the late 80s uh, and, and you know, have managed to kind of remain relevant, I guess. I, you know, I haven't watched. I know there's newer cartoons out there on Nickelodeon. Uh, but th- I'm going to need that. How about some of that for, like, my generation? Because uh, I was not a Blue's Clues watcher simply because I was too old. I, I mean, had that been, around, like, an 80s show, maybe I would have watched it. I enjoyed Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, you know, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, all that stuff. I'm just too old to understand what the heck's going on there. All right, uh, one more here in Digital Trends. Hashtag National Video Games Day. Not international. This one's only national. Uh, So if you're listening from another country, you're not allowed to celebrate (laughs) National Video Games Day. uh, Unless they're also doing it in your country. I believe this was trending in the U.S. But I, I know video games are very popular worldwide. Uh, especially in Asia, very, very popular. Uh, and it, it, The reason I bring this one up is, yeah, because it's not only National Video Games Day. Uh, I will probably not be playing any video games. Uh, if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you know I'm not much of a gamer. Uh, I play Clash of Clans on, on my tablet. Uh, I will occasionally bust out my classic NES and play some Zelda or some Mario Brothers, stuff that I played as a very young child in the 80s. Uh, I just I've never been able to get into video games, but it is a a worldwide thing. So many people play video games, and there's been so many advancements like since I was a kid. 
Uh, Nintendo is is eight bit, and like now it's you you're basically controlling people uh, on a screen. But I'm always reminded when video games come up and stuff like this comes up with video games. Uh, when we were younger, a certain generation were younger, and I'm, I think it, possibly before me, because you know there was there was uh, like Pong and stuff before, right before I was born, uh, which I have I've also played that when I was younger, uh, you know. So maybe even before I was born, but definitely with my generation, you know, it's kind of the Gen X, Gen Y. There was always that like you can't play video games all day. Where are video games gonna get you? And sure enough, a lot of those kids now uh, can look at their parents and say, "Look, I'm a freaking millionaire." Uh, now, maybe not a lot can say they're a millionaire, uh, but it has become an actual profession uh, worldwide. There are video gaming teams, which actually reminds me, I was scrolling through trending stuff on, on Twitter the other like, earlier in the week, and there was a team named, like, Los Angeles. It was Thieves. That was That's what was funny. I was like, Los Angeles? There's no way a professional sports team is called the Thieves. Apparently, it's a video gaming team, which and more power to you. If you're good enough to make a bunch of money, more power to you. Uh, and, and apparently that's why we have National Video Games Day. I will say, and, and I understand there's an argument for it, there's been talk about putting video gaming into the Olympics. Uh, I don't think that is the best place for video gaming, but, you know, I'm sure there's an argument for it. It's very popular uh, worldwide, especially here in the U.S. And like I said, I know in Asia, very, very popular. Uh, and I'm sure many other countries as well. Just I, tough for me to get into it. I will say, I've, I've, I've thought about occasionally getting, uh, what's the Nintendo thing? Uh, Switch or something? I think it's a Switch. I was jealous at the beginning of the pandemic because people were playing some game. And I was, and it, not an in-depth thing. Because I can't play, like I even, that's, I think that's why I couldn't really be into video games. Is it got so, just way too advanced for me. I was like, holy, no, this, oh my, no, I, I'm done with that. I like, you know, three buttons. I used to, you know, I played arcade games as a kid. You go to the pizza place. Uh, shout out to Scarcella's down there in, in Penasquitas in San Diego. That was Friday nights for me, playing a little Ninja Turtles on the arcade, waiting for my, my pizza to come out. And uh, that was fun. But once once you started getting like 18 buttons, I couldn't do it. It's not coordinated enough, I think. I couldn't couldn't do it. Uh, but power to you if uh, if that's something you can get into and then, and then maybe even make money on. I, 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 w- I don't know that I would encourage children, uh, but, you know, I guess we do the same thing when it comes to sports. It's such a f- small fraction of, of kids go on to be professional athletes or Olympic athletes, uh, yet we still push kids uh, when it comes to those things. So, so I guess maybe it's the same thing. But National Video Games Day, enjoy it uh, if that's something that you do with, uh, with your free time or with your professional time, you know. All right, let's get into some COVID updates and then move on past this. So sick of COVID updates every freaking week we do this. Got to continue doing it until everyone gets their head out of their ass and, and moves past this. Uh, the, and speaking of getting your head out, getting their head out of their ass, so much anti-vax. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now, and I'm just seeing more and more and more of it. I'm on social platforms, and somehow I find myself in the comments. And I don't engage myself, but I just I just shake my head as I'm reading comments. And people are like, I don't want to be a lab rat. And all of a sudden, it's like, Jesus Christ. What lab rat? And I've and I've seen people genuinely seriously be like, I don't want a chip injected. There's no fucking microchip in the vaccine. It's it's a vaccine for the love of God. We have to get these vaccines to travel. Kids have to have vaccines to go to school. My kid had to have certain vaccines to go to uh, pre-kindergarten. In fact, we were missing one, and she just wasn't quite due for it. She was like right around due for her her second chickenpox vaccine, uh, which thank you know thankfully a chickenpox vaccine exists. I had to have chickenpox as a kid. I will say there was one advantage to that. I didn't have it too bad, so it was like two weeks off of school. Uh, but I was also in like second grade, so it's <laughs> not like I had a grueling academic schedule at the time. Uh, but, you know, we have a chickenpox vaccine now. We don't have to deal with chickenpox in kids anymore. It, it's amazing. So just just get the damn get the damn, damn vaccine. And the thing is, always, 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 always fact check. Just because you see something on YouTube, that's the thing. I, I'm a great example of that. I'm able to to sit here and yell at a wall and like 15,000 people listen to it every week. I, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not an ex- I'm not an expert at anything. You know, I had a lucrative marketing career, but I wouldn't even call myself an expert in that. I went to film school. I'm not a film expert by any means. But 
I'm able to do this. It's not that hard to come out here and, and yell at a wall. Spread. I mean, I'd like to think I spread the common sense, but obviously a lot of people disagree with me. And at this point, people are just set in their ways. I see so many people arguing on social platforms over, over vaccines and mask mandates and stuff, and it's like, if you have people that don't want to get the vaccine at this point and don't want to wear masks and don't care about kids, they're not going to change their mind at this point. There's nothing going to change their mind. And I know we see stories of people changing their mind literally on their deathbed. They're like, oh, I should have got the vaccine. Dead. You're not, you're not going to change everyone. There's, just, there's no point in arguing, especially on the social platforms. You know, you want to argue with your parents or you know, relatives or something because you're worried about them specifically. Don't go arguing with people on the Internet. Don't go arguing about anything. You know, I mean, maybe fun stuff. You want to argue about like who'd win in a fight, Superman or Batman or that's fun. But you don't argue about life choices. You're not you're not going to get anywhere. In fact, you're going to back people in a corner and they're going to be even less likely than they already were. And they weren't going to get it anyway. Oh, geez. We're never getting out of this fucking pandemic. We're just not. Other countries are like, yeah, we're doing doing good. U.S. is like, eh, fuck this. We're just going to stay in the pandemic for the rest of our lives. Great. Oh, speaking of vaccines, this one I was happy about, and I know probably not listeners out there, because I've already scared off all those listeners over the past five years of this podcast, but especially over the past year and a half uh, with my Common Sense Sundays ranting. Uh, LAUSD, the Los Angeles Unified School District, which is actually the second largest school district in the country. I believe New York must be the first largest. They have so many schools in New York that they just number them. They don't even give them names. <laughs> like, PS156. Like, yeah, we, yeah, and nothing wrong, do, do you, New York, uh, but I, when I was a kid, I was like, what is PS, oh, public school number, blah, 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 okay, all right, we, we do name them here in California, uh, but they have, they just passed a resolution uh, to require all eligible students uh, to get vaccinated by January, and on top of that, if, if there are uh, Student athletes, they are you know playing sports, which is great, especially because football season for like high school kids and I don't know if middle school kids play football. Uh, that's a lot of contact, a lot of close contact. They've actually got to get vaccinated by October, someone some date in October, which is, to me great. And a lot of people are up in arms about this. My kid's not getting vaccinated. Blah 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 blah. Well, Los Angeles Unified School District has said they must, and this is eligible kids. Like my kid cannot get vaccinated yet. My kid's entire school. Uh, cannot get vaccinated. She's in pre-kindergarten. Uh, so you have, you have kids aged, I think, like three and a half even that are in the pre-pre-kindergarten. We call it ETK here. Uh, all the way up to fifth grade. But fifth graders are like 10 to 11 years old. They, they're not eligible. So her whole school is not. But middle schools and high schools, they're all going to have to get vaccinated. And here's the thing. You don't like it? This is such a sentiment that comes from one side. You don't like it? Homeschool your kid. Simple as that. Homeschool your kid. You know, you don't like it. They don't go to school. Too bad. It's just, you know, it's the same people that'll, you don't like this country, get out. <laughs> like, well, you don't like it. Don't, your kid doesn't get to go to school. Homeschool. That's how it works. Uh, speaking about the rest of the world, European, the European Union uh, has actually come out and said that they, they don't want people from the U.S. traveling there. The, the United States has been deemed an unsafe country when it comes to COVID. Shocking, I know. Because uh, we just don't give a shit here. Remember that stat last week? 4% of the world population, 20-something percent of the world COVID cases is what we have here in the United States. Yeah. We're number one. <laughs> like, God. Being a child of the 80s is just amazing because we're, we're brainwashed uh, to, to think that the United States is the greatest country ever. It's the greatest country in the world. Like, looking back, it's like, no, it never was. We had this facade of being great, but never was. Never, never was. And here we're just, you know, more proof of that. We're not a safe country. It's just sad. Uh, now, there's going to be some essential travel allowed, and certain countries within the European Union are restricting certain things. Certain countries are like, you can't come at all. I mean, shit, if I was a leader of a country in Europe, I'd be like, nope, you don't need to be here. Just stay over there in your melting pot of COVID. So, so that's what we're dealing with. Uh, and... But we do get good news on, on other sides. And I know people are going to push back on this. The good thing is this particular community is probably all about being okay with this. And that would be West Hollywood uh, here. It's, if you're not familiar with Los Angeles, it's right next to Hollywood. Uh, it's, a, it's another neighborhood of, of Hollywood. It's not actually Hollywood. It's West Hollywood. I know. If you don't live here, it seems confusing. If you live here, it's a little confusing as well. But it's a different neighborhood. 
uh, they're actually going to require uh, vaccination proof to go to certain places, specifically restaurants, bars, gyms. Like, I, I tell you, if I was a gym owner, I'd be like, you got to be vaccinated. Come in here sweating, sweating all over my stuff and I'm uh, vaccinated. Come on. It's not that hard. Let's be a little safer. Uh, and I'm also happy to say a lot of concerts are doing this. I got a couple shows coming up where they are requiring proof of vaccination. And it's so easy. Get the shot. You're going to be fine. You hear all these stories like, oh, someone died. I saw one the other. Somebody died 30 minutes after they got the vaccine. It's like, really? What? what? I, I, even if that happened, I'm going to go ahead and go on, on a limb and say maybe it wasn't just the vaccine. You know, and these are medical things. Ha, you know, have have medical care. <laughs> and that's my favorite thing, too. You actually are supposed to hang out for like a half an hour after you get the vaccine. And then saw someone comment like, no, they hung out for 20 minutes, drove home, and then died. It's like, so they were like, la, 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 la. No, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, so get the shot. And it's it's beautiful here in California. You, you, and I'm sure other states are doing the same thing. You get a little digital card, and it's got to keep here just like, boom, scan, boom. I got it right on my phone. Boom. Done. So easy. Uh, and not that I want to talk about the NFL more, but this one's been been bugging me. And I'm, I am pro-union. Union's fantastic. We need more union strength in this country, uh, without a doubt. Uh, but NFL players, they have a union, the NFL Players Association. Uh, they have come out and said that you're not allowed to to punish or, you know, and in, in, in all professional sports, guys get cut from teams. You know, you're not allowed to cut a guy uh, because of vaccination status. And that's it's a union thing. And I understand one side of that. However, to me... This falls under character. Character issues. When it comes to professionals, really any job, you know, if, some, if someone doesn't fit in, doesn't have, you know, the right morals, character, whatever it might be, uh, you can get rid of them. You can cut them. So to me, if, if they don't want to get the vaccine, that just falls under that umbrella. And that's extra funny, because why do we have this? Like, they're just going to be like, no, it's this other reason. <laughs> like, we, no, no, we, we know it's because... They couldn't get vaccinated. And that's, a, that's the thing. You might be like, well, why does it affect other people? Because you can fucking spread it. You're on a sports team. You're going to spread it around. And then teams get punished. If somebody if somebody messes it up and has an outbreak within a team, that team, the players are going to lose money. To me, that, uh, there's no reason to make it where you can't get rid of a guy because, uh, because they're not vaccinated. Just common sense. Common sense. All right, mental health. I alluded to this a little bit, and I don't have a lot this week. We're light on mental health and parenting this week. Just a couple quick points that I want to get in. We got a lot of common sense, a lot of entertainment news this week, but uh, but going to be a little short on mental health. And what I did allude to is is social media. Social media. Uh, put down the social media. Like I said, you see people arguing. It's not worth arguing with people online, especially just random anonymous people that are sitting behind a keyboard. You don't even know them. You know, you're not going to change minds. Nothing's going to change. Um, and it, it, like I said, not worth the effort to argue. It's just, a lot of times it's not even worth the effort to read things. So if, if you find yourself being affected by this, getting angry, getting upset, getting sad, just put it down. Just put it down. And that's the thing with social media. And, and we all know this, uh, but sometimes it's easy to forget. Social media didn't change people. There have always been people that you're going to disagree with, that you can just do not see eye to eye on a single issue with. Uh, but now it's just easier to connect with those people. That's how it is. It's just like this podcast. When I was coming up in the radio world, uh, you couldn't just you couldn't just put stuff online. We didn't, we didn't have YouTube any of that stuff. Now any idiot can get a microphone and put like look at this idiot. Look at me. You get a microphone, you put it out there. 15,000 people listen to it. That's just just how it is. So don't waste your energy doing that. And no matter what you do, like I kind of mentioned earlier, there's still going to be ignorant and dumb people. There's still going to be people you disagree with. I, there's tons of people out there that I that think I'm done. Dumb. I still get hate emails through the website. They don't like to post it publicly because most times they know they're wrong. Uh, but they like to send me stuff and tell me how terrible I am and, and you know, all these all other things. Like, no, no. I mean, that's fine. You can disagree, but leave me alone. Leave me alone. So you're not going to change minds. And there's many, many people out there that do certain things just to get a reaction out of others. We call them trolls online. 
their, their goal is just to get people riled up, to get reactions from people, make people angry, make people sad, cause issues. And they get off on that. We call them sociopaths. Millions of people on social media. Millions, billions probably. I don't know. I don't look at... Just about everybody's on social media. You're, you're going to disagree with some people. And there's plenty of people out there that just want to watch the world burn. And I would say, use that time. When you feel it affecting your mental health, use that time on things that are positive for you, uh, that, that help you to, to get into a better place, to feel better. You know, music, art. And I've said this before, even crap television. Sometimes I, I do this. I just need to, like, zone out on a sitcom. I find myself uh, a lot of times at night, I'll, I don't have cable in my house, you know, and I, I got Hulu and Netflix and stuff, so I watch stuff on there, uh, but but sometimes I just put on syndicated shows, and I find myself, like, like Shit's Creek is on on syndication on a couple channels right now, so I'll, just, I'll throw it on, I zone out, and I've seen the episodes, I've seen all of them, you know, uh, or Seinfeld, that's on a lot, you know, certain shows like that, and I'll just, I'll kind of zone out and laugh a little bit and pay half attention, but... Not stressing about the world and the pandemic and stupid people on social platforms. So, so take care of yourself when it comes to that. Don't put, there's no reason to, to stress yourself out over things that you can't change. Because you're not going to change minds. You're not going to change the world necessarily by arguing with some idiot sitting behind a keyboard. It's just not going to happen. Difference of opinion. A lot of times it's difference of fact, but you're not even if, you, even if it's proven and it's a fact, it's science, whatever else... Not going to change those minds. People are set in their ways. And in fact, you're going to make them dig in more. So keep that in mind. Is it worth your time to do that? Especially for the sake of your mental health? It's not. It's not. And I'm guilty of it too. I find myself doing that. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I'll read something stupid that somebody's posting. And I'm, I think about it for three days straight. And I'm like, they're so stupid. And it bugs me. And I'm like, why am I letting this bug me? What good is this doing for me to spend my energy feeling down about this or angry, whatever other feeling it might invoke, you know? And if you if you have to be on the social platforms, uh, keep it to things that you enjoy. People are always like, oh, you, well, you need to have a lively debate on, you know, need, that needs to be there to have a lively debate about difference of opinion. Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Why? I don't, I don't get any joy out of that. Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to engage with people that are just dumb? You don't. You don't have to listen to this podcast. That's just, that's how it is. So take care of yourself. Think about those things. Is it worth your time? Is it worth your mental health? Most times it's not. So take a step back and think about that. All right, we got some positive news. That's right. I love this one. It's uh, not very serious, but I love it. Uh, apparently, there was a college football game, and I'm, I'm not talking... <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, oh, I'm sick of football. Oh, football is... Fo-. No, no. It has nothing to do with the actual playing of the game. Uh, but there's a college football game, uh, University of Miami versus Appalachian State. I don't even know where Appalachian State is. No offense, Appalachian State. I just don't know where your school is. I don't care enough about college football to know. Uh, but they were playing a game at Hard Rock Stadium there in Miami. That's also where the Miami Dolphins play. Big stadium. Big football stadium. And apparently there was a cat, like a, a feline, a kitty cat, dangling from one of the the upper tiers there. Everybody's seen football stadiums. You know, it's just, uh, you know, graded seating all the way up, and there's kind of tiers. And, uh, you know, I, even if you're not a sports, like Hell Omega Tour, that was a stadium. So you see, you know, and a cat was kind of dangling apparently from one of the upper tiers there. And people were trying to pull, they're like, no, 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 don't let the cat fall because it would have been a good fall. Like, pe- I always think that. I'm like, how do more people not like just fall over this? So much beer flowing at sporting events and stuff. Uh, you know, it rarely happens, thankfully. But the cat's dangling, like holding on by one paw, like, ah, huh. Ah. People are trying to pull it up and scaring the cat more. If you've ever had a cat or been around a cat, you know, they they tend to be a little a little wild, you know, a little, a little finicky, a little Spastic, I guess. Uh, you know, so they couldn't pull the cat up. The cat's getting more scared and dangling. So what happened was the people, the next section below, uh, for some reason had a giant flag. They're probably waving it. It's probably like a University of Miami flag or Appalachian State flag or some kind of flag. So what they did was they unhooked it from the pole or whatever, and they spread it out underneath the cat. You know, like like 
Like well, like you see in like you see in the movies cuz firefighters they have a big inflatable thing now, but you see, you know old-timey movies like and they're like running around with a like funky tarp or whatever. Uh, they unfurled this thing, spread it out, and the cat fell, and they caught the cat on the flag on the lower level there. Now, I'm sure that cat only has eight lives left now. Lost a life on that, even though it's still alive. It probably probably ate up one of its nine lives there. Uh, but good on them for quick thinking. I mean, honestly, I, I'd like to think I'm compassionate, and I would have helped if somebody was like, let's hold out this flag, but I don't know that I would have been like, hey, we got this flag, let's... I would have been like, oh, shit, that cat's going to fall. And I have compassion. I would don't want to see the cat fall, but I just... It's a quick thinking on their part. Good on them, uh, these football fans. And apparently the cat was fine. I'm sure somebody got scratched. Uh, but apparently the cat was fine and some beer spilled. But that's pretty common at sporting events. If you've ever been to a sporting event, beer spills. There's usually You go to baseball games, there's peanut shells everywhere. But I always wonder, have people who are allergic to peanuts, how they go to baseball games? It's like, how? You can't, because there's peanuts flying everywhere. And I'm guilty of that. I enjoy going to a baseball game, and I go there, you know, I'll usually eat a hot dog, but I'll get a beer and a bag of peanuts, and I just sit there eating the peanuts. I don't eat peanuts at home. I eat them at baseball games. It's like one of the, the one place, I, you know, and I, I mean, if peanuts are in front of me at home, but I don't, we don't buy shelled peanuts in the house, but at baseball game, I'm like, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to open these peanuts, for three hours, and I'm going to eat peanut after peanut. Uh, so good on them. Glad to see the cat did not lose its life, although should be a little more careful because probably down to only eight lives now. All right, parenting. I got a quick one here on parenting. Quick one. Uh, so I was at, and again, we're going to get more into this later, Bruce Gosky yesterday, which if you're, if you're familiar with it, it's the OC Brouhaha Festival. Uh, it's a beer and music festival. This year they changed it to Brew Ska Ska because it was an all-ska lineup. Uh, it was fantastic, and like I said, we're going to talk more about the lineup uh, shortly. But one of the things I really loved about this, and you see this at festivals quite a bit, I love seeing the kids running around at these festivals with their parents. Uh, you know, And saw a little bit of that at Hell Omega, but it's a different beast. You know, The thing with, with ska festivals and punk festivals, very kid-friendly. Very, you wouldn't think. You know, because you hear about the pit and everything else. Uh, but no, no, it, it has, they're actually very kid-friendly. I loved seeing the kids. I was standing way back at the stage to stay out of the crowds and stuff, but watching the kids run around dancing, and stuff, it was fantastic. Uh, and it, like I said, the, the respect for the little ones is just, it's eminent when you're at these kind of festivals and shows. Uh, and you got to raise them right, which is funny. I was saying that Les and Jake pointed out, like, I'm glad to see all these kids, and I'm like, raise them right. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, and I, I can't wait to take my four-year-old. She has yet to go to, like, a real ska punk show. Uh, it'll happen soon. I'd planned on getting her out to one. The problem is I go to, like, dingy clubs. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to bring my kid to a dingy 21 and up show at some club that's the floor is sticky with beer. And then COVID hit. And it's like no shows. And now even with me going masked and, and uh, primarily being outside, I'm still like, well, my kid's not vaccinated. So I'm not going to, you know, take her to a show necessarily. Uh, but I cannot wait to take her. Uh, and shout out to uh, to Wallfan Tom, big fan of the show, personal friend of mine. Uh, he's he got his daughter out to uh, to her first ska show uh, a couple weeks ago. I can't remember the exact date of that. Summer Sizzler down there. She's she's a little older than my kid. Uh, she's either nine or turning nine soon. Uh, so a little easier to get her in, you know, out outside festival. But shout out to Tom and all the other parents out there uh, that are they're getting their kids and raising them right and and bringing them to these shows and because. Uh, because it's not only the music, but it's the mantra uh, of that scene. And, and really, uh, to be a kid growing up in it uh, just has to be fantastic. Now, I came into it at a very early age, at like, you know, 11. I mean, I started listening to it at like 10, going to shows at like 11 or 12. Uh, but, you know, to see, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, it's like, yep, no, that's, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. All right, let's get into some common sense for this fine... Sunday afternoon in September. All right, we're going to be serious with some of these, but uh, also have a little fun with some of them. Uh, we got news that the Justice Department of the United States of America is actually suing Texas. They're bringing a lawsuit uh, up against Texas, uh, obviously over their abortion ban down there in Texas. Now, I talked a little bit about it last week, and I said woman's body. I, I, I can't even speak on it. I'm not a woman. Uh, and regardless of where you stand on a woman's body is her own fucking business. 
but I'm glad to see this. Uh, and they're literally saying it's un unconstitutional, which it is, because we, we established this. There was a thing, if you're not familiar with it, you never learned about it, uh, there was a thing called Roe v. Wade. Uh, we established a precedent uh, when it comes to abortion and women's rights. So now, rightfully so, the Justice Department is, is suing Texas. Uh, they'll obviously be bringing it before a, uh, a judge and, uh, and, and blocking this, this law from actually, actually going into effect in Texas. Especially the whole bounty thing. I'm sure. $10,000 reward for turning someone in. It's like, really? That's a great idea, especially in Texas when everyone's running around with guns and shit. Vigilante justice. Like, it's madness, I tell you. Madness. Speaking of madness, I don't want to get into details. I mentioned Larry Elder. Misogynist, racist, son of a bitch. So I don't want to get more into that, but I will bring this up. We're already seeing uh, seeds being sown uh, of, of uh, stolen elections and, you know, uh, corruption when it comes to, to voting and everything else. We heard this in 2020. With the orange menace. Oh, the election was stolen. Clearly, it was stolen because I lost. Okay. Despite everything being checked and triple checked and quadruple checked, and no, there was fine. Actually, there were some was some voter fraud, and most of them were voting for Republicans. But okay. Uh, we're already getting that here in California. The election hasn't even happened yet. It's election day is uh, the 14th, two days from now. Uh, now, obviously, people have sent in their ballots, but they're not even being counted yet. So we're already getting this from Larry Elder, who's saying, well, clearly if I lose, the election is, is stolen, and, and it's corrupt, and everything else. It's like, all right, dude, can, can we even, can we just wait uh, until, you know, the election actually happens? It's just, you know, uh, buy me a drink before you, before you try fucking me, before you try fucking our state. Like, come on now. It, it's, it's really astounding, cause, and that's the thing. There's certain people out there, and I'm not even going to say it's just Republicans. I, this, if anybody's saying it, I don't care who you are, what party you're in, it's, it's an excuse. Well, I lost. Well, clearly it had to be corrupt. Like, no, no, you just lost. And for those of you, especially outside of California, that aren't aware, the whole recall process is corrupt. Because basically what we're having is if the current governor gets 49% of the vote, 49% to stay in office, he actually gets ousted and recalled. And if that happens... The winner that takes his place could literally get like 20% of the vote. So he could, he could beat a recall candidate on the ballot by more than double and still be ousted. That's the corrupt side of things. We're really going to put a dude in there that gets 20% of the vote? 20%. Can you imagine? the pre Like the president? Oh, 20% of the population voted for this guy. Like, no. That's not how this works. But yeah, but oh, it's voter corruption, voter fraud, stolen election. Get the, f ugh, get out of here. I can't. You can't have it both ways. And that's the other thing. If they lose, it's rigged. If they win, it's not rigged. Like, so here's the thing: is I, I, the guy should not win. But if Larry Elder wins, I hope everyone comes and says, "Well, you said the election was rigged." Well, so clearly, you didn't win because it's rigged. But no, that's I, that's too much common sense for a lot of people out there. Too much common sense why we do this common sense Sundays every week to point out these ridiculous things and speaking of politicians can we stop glorifying politicians oh we love Trump chant and every you remember while Trump was in office and flags and shirts and these stupid red hats and everything thanks for ruining red hats for the rest of the world stupid red hats selling product and everything else you don't see Joe Biden flags you don't see Joe Biden and I'm sure people have like a you know Biden 2020 shirts there's, it's, there's not this glorifying politicians when it comes to most politicians, but a lot of people out there feel the need to to lift them up like heroes. Let me let you in on a little secret, wall fans and common censors. Regardless of what side you're on, regardless of what side that politician's on, they're all they're all corrupt. <laughs> I've said this most of my life as, as I got to be a teenager and le learned a little bit about the political process. To me, if anyone grows up and says, I want to be a politician, does that while they're growing up, you, you got to be a certain kind of person to want to go into that madness that is politics. Don't trust any politicians. For me, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an independent. 
I, I don't belong to any party. I think they're all corrupt. I think they've all got problems. It's really just picking the lesser evil for me. Stop glorifying them. All right. I'm going to I'm going to touch on a sensitive subject here. And really this almost should have been in mental health. Uh, so today's September 12th, 2021. Yesterday was September 11th, 2021. That marks the 20th anniversary of uh, the September 11th attack on the World Trade Center uh, there in New York, here in the United States. Now, I don't want anyone twisting my words on this. I fully agree that we should not forget ever what has what happened that day. I will never forget it. Uh, I was riding in the car home from the show yesterday and talking to my sis Laura about it, and I was like, I still remember how I found out. You know, I was in college. I will say I walked, parked and walked all the way across the Cal State University of Long Beach campus, got to my classroom, and they said, no class today. And I was like, you, you couldn't have told me that when I was getting out of my car in the park and walked all the way across campus. You know, first world problems. Like, I wasn't at the World Trade Center. I, I was safe, but I just, I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget being woken up from the phone call, walking out, my roommate watching the news. Never forget these things. However, and it happens every year, but especially this year with the 20th anniversary, it's shoved down your throat. You turn on television, you look at social media, and you're seeing planes flying into towers. You're seeing stories, very depressing stories, of people who lost their lives, people who lost loved ones, everything else. And I get it. I'm not saying we shouldn't do these things, but please stop shoving it down our throats. For a lot of people, uh, it, it can cause PTSD. I have friends in New York who were definitely tired because they lived through it, not in the towers, but we're close by and lived through it and the aftermath of it for many months afterward. They didn't, they didn't want to be reminded of these things necessarily. But we got news specials and everyone's posting everything. And I swear to God, this honest to God happened. Uh, I saw a post on Facebook, somebody, a friend, a friend, you know, not someone I really know, but somebody I'm friends with on Facebook, don't know them in real life at all. Uh, they actually posted happy 20th anniversary to 9-11. Happy 20th anniversary to 9-11. Think about your words before you post. I, and I'm sure this was just a slip, but it's like, this is the world we live in. Yeah, don't forget. We need to honor certain people, but let's not make a spectacle of it. Because that's not necessary. And think about people that might be dealing with certain things. And it's either bringing up memories or just depression for a lot of people. Like, I, I know it happened. I'm never going to forget it happened. My kid's going to learn about it in school eventually. Uh, but I don't need to hear phone calls from people on the airplane. With my obsessive compulsive disorder, that's, that's not a good combination. And there's a lot of other people out there just like me. Depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, whatever it might be. Think about those things. We don't need to see the planes again. We can talk about it and say never forget and, you know, have a little ceremony for the victims, whatever else. Quit it with the, the news specials and, you know, 20 years later and all, like, calm down. And I know there's lots of people out there that feel the same way. And one last time, don't get me wrong. I, I, we, we shouldn't forget about it. But we also don't need it shoved down our throats. All right, some entertainment news here. Oh, man. I was, uh, I know I said this last episode after Hell Omega, uh, but yesterday was another level which I'll get into, but uh, my voice, whoo, might be drinking some tea tonight. What, what's, what tea is good for, like, some honey, chamomile, I don't know. My wife knows. She's got, like, a box of tea, these big things. I don't drink tea much. You know, Maybe I should. Maybe it'll calm me down, <laughs> down a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I don't drink tea much. But I might need some tonight because uh, I can hear it myself in my voice. And uh, it's not, not completely there. Lesson Jake, man. Ooh, so much yelling and screaming and singing and dancing. All right, but before we get there, uh, there's apparently a new TV show coming out called The Voyeurs. Yeah, if you haven't seen this, it is what you think it is. Uh, it's a television show about peeping toms. Because there's not enough content out there that we need to make a show about people spying on other people as they get undressed through their windows. I saw, like, I didn't didn't have the volume up, but I saw one of the trailers on a social, and I was like, really? This is a show that we're, oh, 
okay. I know I complain about too many remakes and everything else, but the remakes are better than a show about peeping Toms. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you might be a little perverted, but uh, but go ahead and check out The Voyeurs. I will not be watching that one, whatever channel it's on. All right, what I'm listening to this week, that's right. What I am listening to this week uh, would be a, a band that has not been around that long. Uh, they, they have been around for a while, and I've known of them. Hadn't really taken the time to listen to them, but it's a band out of Orange County called Bite Me Bambi. That's right, Bite Me Bambi, seven-piece ska band, uh, female-fronted. I know we got to stop saying female-fronted. There's so many female-fronted bands out there, uh, you know, because it used, it used to be... Um, uh, it was not the norm in the 90s, like when I was coming up in the punk and ska scene. You had some, but it was not the norm. And now it's like, eh, what, why are we even pointing it out? But I, I will say, uh, female-fronted ska band out of Orange County. Uh, fantastic. If, you, if you're into ska music, uh, it is it is a very third-wave ska. Uh, highly, highly recommend uh, the band. Uh, and on top of that, uh, they actually played Bruce Ska Ska yesterday, which again, I'll get into a little more of a minute, but that's what I'm listening to this week, uh, is Bite Me Bambi, and I will say, uh, played some for my daughter this morning, immediately she was dancing and skanking around the living room, because she enjoys uh, the good old ska music there, especially horn-driven ska music like Bite Me Bambi, uh, check them out, you can find them on Spotify, I'm sure, uh, I I buy all my music through iTunes, uh, if you're you know an Apple user, Apple Music, or I mean, stop, don't use Spotify. They don't pay their artists enough. You know, maybe you can go on BiteMeBambi.com and uh, and pick up a record directly from them and, and support the band financially. Uh, speaking of bands that I love, uh, I'm always listening to this band. I'm wearing their shirt this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, we got some news from the Venomous Pinks. They're out of uh, Arizona. Love them. Saw them live a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. Same night as Summer Sizzler, where Bite Me Bambi was playing. Couldn't make that one. I was busy at Alex's bar. Uh, we got some news from them. They uh, they just finished recording some demos. They were in the studio recording some demos, uh, and they are working on their new album. Uh, their new album is going to come out in 2022, coming out next year, uh, being put out by Spam, S-B-A-M. That is a record company, a, a uh, record, well, record company, music label. Uh, out of Europe, if, if you're not familiar with Spam, S-B-A-M, uh, check them out as well. A lot of great artists on there. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Love the Venom's Pinks, and uh, if you're a Pinks fan, know that we are getting an album uh, next year. Love them all. They, the great group of ladies uh, putting out great music there uh, out of Arizona. And as you know, I've mentioned them before. We've got, we got Pinks stickers on the wall. i got a Pinks shirt on. i got a Pinks hat and a... In the bedroom, there pins all the all the good things. Got to you got to support the bands that are that are putting out good music, and I love them. And of course, uh, Gabby is is a huge part of uh, Basis Against Racists. Those, if you have any Basis Against Racists shirts, see, she's the one printing them. Chaos merch. There, uh, she is the bassist for Venomous Pinks. All right, we got a little bit of time left here. Let's talk some brew ska ska. Uh, also known as OC Brew Haha, this is OC Brew Ska Ska because we went, they went with a full ska lineup this year. I'm gonna see. I didn't, I didn't write down all the bands, but I'm gonna see if I can run them down. Uh, the the day opened up with, uh, see, I already forgot. Uh, Half past two, which is another band out of Orange County, out of Fullerton specifically, I believe. Uh, great ska band, multi, you know, horns, everything else. Another female fronted band. Uh, they put on a fantastic show. I'd never seen them live. Very much enjoyed them. Uh, they're they're still up and coming. Uh, they have a, a large presence with Ska Punk Daily, if you're familiar uh, with that show, uh, which is put out on social platforms. Uh, so make sure you're checking them out. And then Bite Me Bambi played, which I mentioned. That's who I'm listening to right now. Uh, love them. There's going to be some pictures coming. I was fortunate enough to get a picture with uh, Talina, the lead singer, yesterday at Bruce Ska Ska. Uh, thank you to Tom who knows them personally and was uh, actually introduced me and uh and another I got to give Tom another shout out here. I've actually gotten my hand uh the playlist from their set. Uh Tom got his hands on a playlist and it's funny cuz he showed me and I was like, "Cool, you got a playlist." That's right. I I I never get playlists and this I as tall as I am, I'm, they throw out the playlist, they throw out I never catch anything. I don't know why. I also also don't like to push people, you know, people. I'm like, "No, I'm not going to if it comes my way, I'll get it." You know, beach balls come my way all the time, but I'm not trying to grab those. I'm hitting them back. 
but I got the playlist from yesterday's set uh, signed by the majority of the band, and it was funny because Tom had this playlist, and he's like, oh, they're standing over there. I'm going to go have them sign it, and I was like, cool, go get it. And he comes back. He's like, check it out. Look at the And I was like, that's awesome. You got him to sign it. He's like, that's for you guys. And he gave it to me and me and Laura, my sis. Uh, she was, of course, kind enough. She That's the funny thing, too. She knew. She's like, well, just put it in the studio. I'll see it when I'm in the studio. So that's going to go up in the studio. Uh, thank you to Tom. Signed by everybody there. Uh, and like I said, was able to get a picture with Talina. Uh, so we'll be posting that some of that stuff on the Instagram. Uh, but make sure you're checking out Bite Me Bambi. So, so good. I uh, actually picked up a T-shirt from them. Uh, which was kind of a double whammy for me. And that's the thing is I love about smaller bands is, is you know, I, I think I was complaining about the Hella Mega shirts. That you stand in line for two hours and you pay $40 for a t-shirt if they've got your size still after you spent two hours in line. Uh, $15 for a Bite Me Bambi t-shirt, and they have a design with a rose right in the middle. And uh, I am I'm a big fan of roses. My my daughter's middle name is Rose, so I tend to pick up anything that has a rose on it. Uh, you know, Not anything, but... Especially like Dropkick Murphys, they have a they have their Rose T-shirt. I believe it's in one of the video feeds from Common Sense Sunday. So check that out if you want to see. It. So double whammy of of fantastic band that I could support, uh, but also got a shirt with a rose on it. And there's gonna be some. St- I gotta update the stickers here on the wall because we got some uh, some stickers from yesterday, some beer stickers too. Because uh, uh, well, let me finish with the bands, but I'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, so then we had uh, Mustard Plug playing. Uh, another great band. They've been around for a long time, which was funny. That was I kind of took some time to go eat during that because I I really like Mustard Plug and I enjoy them. But I've seen them probably at least ten times over the years because uh, they've been around since at least the '90s, maybe longer than that. But I was seeing them when I was a youngin down there in San Diego, running around to punk shows. Uh, some Mustard Plug played uh, Hepcat. Oh, actually, the Agrolites played. Uh, love the Agrolites. Probably going to include them on uh, what I'm listening to this week coming up here shortly. A little more reggae feel, a little nicer. And what I will say is I, I really like that about it because you're kind of, you know, you're hitting it hard, jumping around and, and, and skanking around for, uh, you know, uh, half past two, bite me Bambi and mustard plug. Big old pit for mustard plug, circle pit. Uh, and then it you take it down a little for the agrolites. It's a little more. So I actually was sitting on the lawn watching agrolites, you know, back from the stage and just vibing along with it. Uh, they put on a great show, very reggae-centric ska, much little slower, awesome. And I am a big reggae fan. Goes back to my my youth of being a three, four-year-old hanging out at Bob Bob Marley's mom's house. Uh, long story. I don't know if I've ever told it on a podcast, but I was reggae really was my first love before I even found punk and ska. Uh, because of that, it was just it was around me. I knew who Bob Marley was. He was unfortunately already passed away at that time, but uh, you know I was around the music a lot because I was hanging out at his mom's house there in Miami. Uh, and then Hepcat. Another one in the vein of uh, of Agrolites. So it was nice to kind of take it down a little bit after jumping around, being in the heat, you know, having a few beers, uh, f- free beer sampling. Uh, and then, boom, Lesson Jake, uh, which so definitely was good to have that break in between because, as, as you know, if you've been a long-time listener to the podcast, Lesson Jake, top three band of mine, hadn't seen him in years uh, live, just always was seeing other other shows when they were playing, it was like same night. Ah, God, okay, gonna miss less than Jake. Uh, so it was great seeing them live, confirming that they do belong in my top three personally. Uh, they do such a such a damn good job uh, when it comes to live shows. Great music, uh, such a good job when it comes to live shows, and and again catering to the older crowd. A lot of Hello Rock View. They close it out with all my best friends or metalheads. Uh, great track from Less Than Jake and, and all they all kinds of other great songs. They even played a couple of their newer ones, uh, which I think they made the right choices on, on their newer ones. Uh, so it was great to see them, along with all of the other fantastic bands yesterday. The other cool thing about Bruce Goscar, Brew Ha Ha, uh, what they do every year is they have, they have uh, beer sampling. So included with your ticket, you can walk around. Uh, there's a three-hour time period in the middle of the day. It was like one to four. Uh, you walk around, and there had to be... Oh man, prob- probably twenty different breweries out there, uh, and not only breweries, beer breweries, but they had a couple like seltzer, you know, hard seltzer booths. I didn't really actually try any of the seltzer. Laura was loving this, and I know a lot of other people, especially in the heat. Uh, that was the one mistake I made. I was like, well, I enjoy IPAs. Let me have this IPA and this, and they're pouring you, you know, little. There's like little tiny cups. You're getting, you know, a couple sips to try it out, and it's unlimited. So you could literally be like, here, here. And not a lot of lines because it wasn't super crowded. It's you know it's the it's the punk ska scene there uh, at a big big open area. 
so that side of it was also fantastic. Great tasty beers. I did have to shift off the IPAs because I was like, it's hot. I need less hoppiness here. Uh, ended up, I can't remember which brewery that was, but somebody had this Berliner Weiss uh, that was like a mixed berry Berliner Weiss, and it was sour. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Had that one a couple times. Like, again, these little glasses. Uh, so it was awesome. And it was a very different vibe versus Hell Omega, as I mentioned at the top of the show here. Uh, more, much more pit etiquette, much more acceptance, not just with the kids, but overall friendliness, you know. Uh, actually made some new friends uh, running around there, getting introduced by, by other common friends and, and everything else, and, and just people I was running into and, and hanging out with, and it was, it was fantastic. It really was, and I love that vibe that you get versus a Hell Omega. Nothing against Hell Omega, it's just a different crowd. Uh, versus like a ska uh, punk festival. Everyone out there just getting sweaty together, and, you know, I'm not in the pit with everybody, but, uh, but you know, still hot. It was hot. You're standing in the sun. You're just like, you're sweating even if you're not moving. It was it was so warm out there yesterday just because the sun's beating down on you. Uh, and it was nice to be back to festivals. I have been to quite a, not quite a few. This was probably like my sixth show since we've started coming back from COVID. I've talked about all these shows. Um, and I, I, you know, and Bad Cop, Bad Cop and the Pinks was fantastic. You know, Alex's bar, love that venue. Chaser record release, fantastic. And Hell Omega was so much fun. Uh, but it, it finally felt like we were back, back to it, you know, still being safe, masked up, uh, distancing, you know, not everyone was distancing, but most people were really respectful of the distancing, a lot of mask wearing, everything else, much more mask wearing compared to Hell Omega, uh, much more distancing and respect compared to Hell Omega. Uh, but it really felt like we were back. It was good to be. Uh, back in a festival situation, uh, seeing some fantastic ska bands, um, discovering some new music. I, I've only recently gotten into Bite Me Bambi. I knew about Half Past Two, but hadn't really listened to them a lot, so it was great to find uh, these new bands. Hepcat's been around forever. I, I love sitting out there and vibing to Hepcat and Agrilites, who, and other Pirates Press uh, artists. Uh, so very familiar with them, but great to see them live. And then, of course, like I said, Less Than Jake. Uh, they just still kill it. They're They're fantastic. They've been around for... Jeez, uh, third, almost 30 years less than Jake's been around, and they're still just killing it. Uh, I love all those guys, but I'll tell you, Roger Lima. And it's funny, I'm up against the rail uh, for, I think it was for Bite Me Bambi. It was one of the two, because there was no crowd for those two. So I was up against the rail distance. Nobody was right next to me, and you know. Uh, but I look over, and there's Roger Lima watching Bite Me Bambi. And I've actually met them a few times, because they used to always do these meet and greets at, uh, at Warp Tour. Um, you know, and this is pre-digital cameras. Unfortunately, I don't have any pictures with those guys, but uh, but I'm big, all of them, but especially especially love me some Roger Lima. Uh, my legs are sore. My voice is, is only halfway there, uh, but well worth it. Uh, I was definitely bouncing around a lot for less than Jake. Had my mask on and, and singing and yelling, dancing, jumping around through a mask. Uh, well, well worth it. Uh, interesting venue, too. It's, it's far for me because it's like, Middle of Orange County, it's kind of in the mountains there, uh, but well worth the drive. And for those of you familiar with the area, where I'm, I'll actually be out there again for Punk in the Park in November, same venue. And I, it's funny, I kept saying to uh, Laura and Tom, I was like, well, hopefully, hopefully it's November, it won't be scorching hot out here uh, when, when we're back at this particular venue. That's going to be two days in a row, so I'm going to be bracing for that and hoping for a little cooler weather. All right. Uh, oh, and that's the other thing. Uh, so... If you didn't catch me at Bruskaska this pat this weekend, yesterday to be specific, uh, I will be down at Garden Grove Amphitheater, uh, down there in Garden Grove, uh, this Friday uh, for for Chaser. That's the main main band going. At. Shout out to Mike uh, for hooking it up with some guest list action there. Uh, heading down there on a Friday afternoon. It's an earlier show, kicking off at like five. Uh, down at Garden Grove Amphitheater. So if if you have the chance to, to especially if you're in Orange County in the area. Uh, come check out Chaser, Poli, Good Guys in Black, which I mentioned uh, recently. They put on a nice show up there in Big Bear, so I'm looking forward to seeing them again, along with a couple other bands that I don't have right off the top of my head. Uh, but if you're going to be at that one, uh, you'll see me running around, possibly in my jacket, uh, if unless it's 90 degrees again, because I do enjoy wearing my jacket to shows, but some, when it's 90 degrees, can't do it. I'll pass out. Uh, oh, and that was the other fun thing about Bruce Casca. I always say I say this about festivals. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, and I was shocked at 
there was less drunk people than there were at Hell Omega. Now, granted, a lot more people at Hell Omega, but I was kind of expecting between the heat and the unlimited beer tasting for three hours. And I could, trust me, a couple there I saw a couple guys. I, I looked over at one point. I was grabbing, you know, a taster of beer, and I look over, and guys just spread eagle in the grass, like head back. And he was okay. He was breathing, from what I could tell. But uh, a couple a couple people passed out in the grass there, but not as much as you would expect, considering free unlimited beer for for three hours. Uh, but uh, but yeah, as long as the heat's not as extreme this coming Friday, you'll you'll catch me running around in, in my jacket uh, with all my patches on it. And if you see me there, come say what's up, give a little fist bump, uh, and I got some stickers for you. Made that mistake, forgot to bring. I brought a bunch of stickers to Hell Omega, and that was not the place to be giving out stickers. Go to the Ska Festival yesterday. Completely forgot my stickers, so I will. Uh, I probably, maybe I'll store them in my jacket. I actually have some that are always in my jacket, but I didn't bring my jacket because it was 90 degrees out there, not wearing a jacket. Uh, but I should be remembering those. So, uh, so hit me up, get a little fist bump, and uh, and I'll throw some stickers your way, and and come and enjoy some some great uh, punk music this Friday at Garden Grove Amphitheater. It's a great venue. I've heard backstage sucks uh, for the artists, but the venue is awesome. <laughs> so, so sorry, sorry, Mike and all the other chaser guys. That's gonna suck for you, but we're all gonna enjoy it because we we're not gonna be dealing with the backstage side of it. We just get to go enjoy the music. All right, that is gonna do it. We're a little over time this week. It happens. Uh, my voice did hold up through the, the entire episode. I'll do my best to have a better voice next next weekend. It won't be less than Jake, but it is Chaser, so no guarantees on that. But uh, we will be back next week, uh, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Also, YouTube, youtube.com slash go tell to the wall. My own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Uh, and, of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, where you can find links to all those things, pictures, blog posts, uh, as well as our Patreon page and our merch website. Get yourself some merch. Uh, this has been episode 57 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always. Always use common sense.